This is a Pivotal Conversations podcast. You know, you're not Steve Jobs. Like, you're not an entrepreneur. Like, entrepreneur is French for what? Assumer of risk, taker of risk. That's what entrepreneur means. You are not yet an entrepreneur if you don't take a fucking risk. Hey, what's going on, guys? I want to welcome you back to another episode of Pivotal Conversations. Now, a few weeks ago, I was listening to a podcast and the two guys on the podcast were talking business um, or how they would coin it business. And, you know, business is what we do uh, here at Elite Vitality. It's it's definitely one of my biggest passions um, on, you know, for, on a personal front. Um, but the way that these guys, two guys talked about it was in a way that I, I hadn't really heard before. Uh, it's something that we teach internally and we, we try to make sure that we're structuring our courses and you know when we're taking through someone through an educational journey, this is something that we keep in mind. But I'm joined today by the dynamic duo um, from out in Canada, Toronto, Canada, uh, Jordan Shallow and Killian Hamilton. Uh, now, both of these guys are making waves and, and as a team. Uh, but also individually, very, very smart individuals. So I, I was lucky enough to be joined for a conversation um, by these two. We had some technical t- technical difficulties the last time we tried this, which was a week ago. So my boy Reese uh, actually couldn't join us today. Um, he is away uh, on holidays, which is exciting for him. But today's conversation is about business and and I'm going to explain a little bit about what that is before we dive into the episode so some of you may have heard um, the the a few conversations that, that they've had on the topic over at RX radio but basically what they talk about when it comes to business is the necessity of action and just doing the thing and I think that's something that gets lost right uh, I, I often get asked, or, you know, when we often take people through our courses, a lot of the time the question at the end is, okay, well, what's next? And in reality, the, the, the thing that's next after you learn something is applying it and taking action on it. And the reason is, is because the most important thing that comes from, or one of the biggest lessons that you'll learn when you're trying to grow a business is the fact that you need to be taking action and rapid action on a regular basis. And... The reason is, is because of the iteration that comes from the consequence or as a consequence uh, of mistakes and, and, you know, what you learn from making mistakes. And a lot of the time people aren't, they just aren't taking, you know, enough action and they aren't, they aren't constantly putting the work in on themselves and focusing on the internal consequences of their actions and taking responsibility for the things that, you know, either go right or wrong and most importantly wrong in their business. Uh, So... You know, myself, Killian, and Jordan share our our experiences, our stories, our background, uh, and you know, I chime in on some of my insights on uh, you know one of the topics that they have coined, and and I will allow them to copyright it. Um, I, it's definitely something that um, the conversation they sparked, and I wanted to bring them on the podcast to give you guys a bit of an insight and and kind of continue that conversation because I think it's one that's extremely valuable. So, massive episode on the cards. Get the notebook out. 
do not miss a single word because there's a lot of learnings here and a lot of it has come from pure wisdom. We don't talk anything technical, we just talk experience and I think that's the best type of learning. You know, any a lot of my biggest learnings have come from my mentors and it's come from mistakes and stories that they can tell about the things that they've done wrong. Uh, and, you know, that is wisdom and, you know, good judgment is usually comes uh, an improvement judgment usually comes from wisdom so huge episode coming up really really hope you guys enjoy it before we dive into the episode though um what i want to do is uh we've got some housekeeping okay so we are officially two weeks out from the launch of the diploma of fitness business course this is literally where we take you through step by step uh, and help you build what a business should look like under the hood so this includes your wealth management system brand uh, your products and how to position it, the psychology of it uh, and how to create it more importantly and develop it. Um, we also take you through how to grow. So once you've created your product, once you've built your brand, once you've kind of put all these strategic assets in place and learned you know, what you should really have under the hood of your business, then we teach you how to grow it and how you, should, you can acquire customers uh, and what underpins growth and more importantly, profitability. And we teach you a... A formula uh, and a way of thinking that is really important uh, and that's that at any one point in time you should know what your lowest hanging fruit is for growth and then you should go all in on it and we teach you how to find find out what that lowest hanging fruit is how to identify it and then how to go all in and use it as uh, you know a lever for growth okay so two weeks left um, get involved guys and and you know head over to the website all of that will be in the show notes so if you do want to jump in uh, you can you'll be able to click through and, and check it out uh, and lastly uh, every single month now what we're going to be doing on the podcast uh, is for our loyal listeners um, we're going to be doing a giveaway uh, so Every month, we're going to be giving away one spot into our Diploma of Fitness Business course. Um, so all you have to do is uh, take a photo of the podcast episode that you're listening to, uh, give Pivotal Conversations podcast a tag, give myself, uh, Kyle, our trainer, a tag, and Reese Livingston, uh, and let us know what you enjoyed about the episode, what your biggest learning was, just uh, uh, whatever, either one of those two is fine. Uh, and every month, that'll obviously go into the bank and, and we'll be drawing a winner every single month uh, for the rest of the year, no matter what intake that is, okay? So um, we're doing that to give back. We you know we understand that and we really appreciate the fact that you guys are tuning in every week um, and we want to see people succeed at the end of the day. So um, big thanks in advance. And as I said, guys, we're going to let you get into the episode now. Uh, really, really hope you enjoy this one. I love talking to these guys. Um, Honestly, so much respect for what Prescript do and, and having known Jordan for a long time now and just, you know, even Killian, the, the waves he's making um, and, and the impact that Prescript's having on the fitness industry, um, you know, I just think it's amazing. So big respect. Check them out. Um, hope you enjoy the episode, guys, and we'll see you on the other side. Yes, yeah, so I wanna I, I wanna talk big business. Uh, I uh I think it was I I've listened to those episodes and I think they're extremely valuable. I would also love to I guess unpack the the origin. I kinda how did you guys, you know, start talking about that as well. So I think we just made it up on the fly. 
I think I was, I think I was complaining about something, and then Shallow was like, "Why don't we just hit record?" That's how most of our podcasts go. That's yeah, it's kind of the origin of origin of all of this. Yeah. Was there a like? Is there something? Because like something would have ignited that that conversation, right? And it's like initially, after listening, and something that I've been thinking about quite quite regularly at the moment and and this is like a mixture of you know working with people but also um, having a listen to your podcast but one thing that I recognized when listening was that you know almost like doing the work on yourself and like what 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 that means is like just simply being willing to take action and do do things for the sake of doing them and learning from them and and like kind of the the introspective journey that comes from that in a sense like and because I I've been I was and there was like a part of me as well and the question that I was I was wondering because especially from my end like teaching business it's something that's really hard to teach because of the fact that you're dealing with you know, different individuals, right? And it's like, if different individuals have done, have had different experiences in life, they've kind of, everybody's come from their own, you know, gone through their own journey. And it's like, I often think to myself, it's like, okay, so based on the individual I'm working with, you know, do they need to go away and and, and actually go do more introspection, right? Because it's like, we teach something called brand, right? everybody knows it but it's like for me brand is more about just understanding yourself than anything right and that was something that comes through with with what you guys were talking about i think it was in number two right and you were talking about you know uh your belief system how you're raised but actually i think the the hardest part about that is actually recognizing that and and actually kind of thinking about that stuff and i feel like a lot of people struggle with that I think what made it easy for us is because we were raised so similar. Yeah. And I think like the impetus of the actual word business is only if like, it's only if you've actually sat in a trap house before that yeah. you can kind of even know what the word means or why there's a difference. So I think, and to kind of to double back to your first point, I think a large in part with us teaching more like the fitness side of things, it is something that it doesn't exist in theory or it doesn't mm-hmm. matter if it exists in theory. So like here we are parading around on the internet trying to really make things actionable and make things um you know make things exist outside of the theoretical realm because there is no theoretical realm of fitness yeah right it's like you either got it or you don't you either do it or you don't like you can learn how to swim on the internet if you want but i could kick into the fucking deep end and prove that what we taught you doesn't matter so i think large in part the conversation was born out of i don't want to say a frustration but a wantingness to get the other side of the story out there like to make the intangible tangible. So. Yeah. And I think like, like, like Kyle, you're saying like, you know, dealing with different people coming, you know, coming into to this role at different times and, and me and shallow, like shallow mentioning, you know, us having been raised very much the same way or in, you know, similar socioeconomic positions. And I think that's why I approach the subject with there isn't different approaches. Like if you're raised without options, there's no options. If you're raised with an infinite amount of options, you decide to weigh them. It's like at the end of the day, I think being raised the way me and Shal were be were raised, there wasn't an option of A or B. There was only A, right? There's like there's get out or remain the same. So I think the way we approached business and to call it business business over business was like there aren't options to this. I think it's just doing it, right? And I think as much as we may interact with people who arrive at fitness at different times, you're seeing overwhelmingly the people who arrive in the digital space of fitness are arriving having not previously done anything else. 
they either are newly out of school and have never worked or they didn't go to school, chose to do fitness and have never done a job either. And they're entering into this. And this is where I see people too who are entering the digital space having not worked physically in a gym. Mm -hmm. And it's like when I have conversations with people about, you know, simple systems to overcome objections, simple systems to motivational interview someone, simple systems to goal set, you're realizing there's people that are entering the digital space with zero structure to how they approach it. And for me, I think that's where that's where the idea of like just doing it being actionable is born because you don't have time to think if you don't have another option. Right. Yeah, it's definitely born out of necessity for sure. It, it's such a good point, right? And I guess that's kind of like where I was coming from. And, and you know, because my the way I was brought up was so different to you guys as well, but it, it's the same principle. Like, mm. you know, uh, I didn't really talk to my father from the age of 16. Like he was not in my life for those times. My mum worked fucking seven in the morning till seven at night, she would get home and I would look after my sister. And then at the age of 18, my mom ended up kind of getting married. And, and I was like, you know, after she looked after me for my whole life, I'm like, well, I'm not going to fucking take that away from her. Like I'm 18 now. And then, you know, all of a sudden I'm living on my own and kind of just fucking, I, I had a business that I didn't even realize was a fucking business at the time. You know what I mean? I'm just like, mm. oh yeah, this is my job now. Um, and then that's when I kind of got into it. And then I realized I was like, fuck, now I've got to pay my own rent. Now I've like, and, and, and now I've got to pay for my own food. And like, I didn't even know, like, I just had no idea what any of the fuck this stuff was. Cause to be honest, like I was playing high level football, you know, from a young age. And it was like, my parents were like, don't get a job, like just fucking go for your dreams. Right. And, and then, you know, um, as I said, like, you know, from the age of 16 onwards, it was like, my mom just fucking dropped me off, did certain things and then worked. And it was like, then all of a sudden, you know, uh, I'm got a business. I got to pay my rent. I got to pay fucking my taxes. I got to do all this other stuff. And in reality, it's like, fuck man, for four years, I had no idea what the fuck I was doing, but I was just doing it. Right. And, and then it's like the life experiences that came with that. Like I still carry, you know, like, man, I still kick myself today. It's like a lot of what I do and the reason I work so hard is because I know what the fuck I, I know where I was fucking eight years ago. Right. And it's like, I just know that I never want to go back there. Right. And it's like, I want to keep moving forward. And it's the, the action in me of like every day, right. Just kind of get up and do, do it and, and back yourself in because you know what you've been through. And then it's like the, on, you know, the opposite side of the coin. Right. And I mean, I guess a, a lot of the reason why I got into what I got into was because I seen that like, you know, I made a, I made a lot of like mistakes, right. That I just feel like you have to make them. Right. But it's like, you know, the whole thing of what we do as well is like trying to teach people how to learn from their mistakes. I think like, cause I think that's a lot of the harder that's the hardest part is like, you know, taking those lessons and then being able to action those lessons into, um, I don't know if the right word is success, but like, you know, progress in a sense and, and actually take the lessons you're learning and progress from them. So like, and I think like, I honestly think like the reason I loved business so much is because, and the, that, that kind of concept is because of the message it sends you know, the, the message of like just doing it and then like knowing and then backing yourself in and to get through those, uh, you know, to learn from those mistakes and kind of keep going. Because a lot of like, you know, as much as I teach business, 
if you're asking me the thing that fucking gets people progress over time and the one thing it's like you just got to keep fucking going like if you can go longer than 90 percent of fucking other business owners and just keep doing the and having the discipline to do those things long enough you'll eventually fucking be pretty good at what you're doing yeah i think a big part of that right like, like you were saying is like to just do it or, or to be okay with making mistakes is i think you know, we released that one podcast where like the first business podcast and we were like, make a calendar, change your fucking dumb name, get a website, <laughs> don't be a piece of shit. And like in the, the overwhelming, you know, tsunami of that week after that podcast, I don't know, 100, 150 people messaged me and were like, I have a calendar link. I have a website. I took coach out of my stupid name. And like, here I am on the internet now. And how many of those people have then messaged me a month later and been like, I have X amount of clients. I'm doing this now, or I'm doing that now. And it was like, how long did these fucking people sit and just stare at everybody else's website, not make a goddamn website. So, you know, if that's what it takes, you know, for someone to do something, I think that is very much the first step. And, and, you know, like looking at you, Kyle, and like where you came from, it's like, I think when you started doing things, like you said, you had a business, you didn't realize it was a business. Shallow had a brand probably long after long before he realized he had a brand. Mm. I don't know what I do, but something is going to, I'm going to realize one day, whatever the fuck this is that I do. But I think there's a lot of people out there who are, rather than having been inside of it and then seeing where they are, they're, I saw a guy the other day posted six books that he's reading that are all written about basically the same topic. And they're not written for people that don't ha yet have a business, but for people that are already successful. Like, who's the guy who walks with his fucking bare feet everywhere? Green something. Well, I don't oh, know. Ben Greenfield. Yeah, Greenfield. He's reading uh, Spark. He's reading some other fucking who knows what, another book, a change maker. It's like, do you don't have a business yet? What are you doing? Like, you don't need to meditate. You don't need nine steps to your daily routine. You know, you're not Steve Jobs. Like, you're not an entrepreneur. Like, entrepreneur is French for what? Assumer of risk, taker of risk. That's what entrepreneur means. You are not yet an entrepreneur if you don't take a fucking risk. Well, and I that's the idea behind risk and reward is you deal with so many people who are indebted in a system in which they are not the taker of the risk but the seeker of the reward. And it's like, that's where you get paid 10% and some dude takes 90. You want to be an entrepreneur, take a fucking risk first, then call yourself an entrepreneur. And I think that was part of like the subliminal impetus to business being kind of this humorous kind of pseudo gangster yeah. implication was that that word to open up as a segue into that conversation removes the severity of consequence that people take with it when you start to talk about actual business. Right. Because business people think like, I don't know, business undergrads, these kids yeah. are walking around MBA programs with, with suits on and you're just in your kinesiology program, like throwing med balls around in between class or some shit. Then all of a sudden it's like you realize that you don't really have, you know, you don't have a foot in the door and you think business can be and it, it can be at a certain stage, but it's not the initial stage. This very scary thing with big real world consequences. And it's like, you know, when you've been in, and this is one thing we talked about was like calibrating for that consequence. It's like, if you've done what we've done and been where we've been, it's like, what's the consequence having, I can't have less than no money. Well, I was in a lot of debt, so I can, but I, yeah. I don't plan on incurring more debt now, but it's like, once people, once you've been there and it's easy, but I think people just need to, I don't think people necessarily have to have that, um, that mindset shift be born out of necessity. Like it was for us, No, but it's something you just need to recognize that the that the monster underneath your bed is something that you put there 
it's not it's just a thing so i think the the humorous implication of using the word business just like kind of just gamified it a bit and it's just like look man like this is all this like you're not going to get in trouble for making a website like there's no over, there's no regulatory oversight in like making money on the internet yeah right like it the really your oversight should be just driven by your own values and morality and your skill set and just just do the damn thing because i think on the other side the business side of things can be and it is like when you when you own a business that you know generates revenue and then you actually have to start talking business concept but i had to make a lot of mistakes that when i calibrated for them in the you know the in the story of my life at the time I was like oh this is i got way am i gonna eat today like oh fuck the i i gotta pay 800 dollars in taxes like oh wait my business actually generated money so it's like oh it's, i never had money so now i had it and the government wants to take them some money i had and i was like okay well whatever that's it don't really matter that i didn't know how to pay my taxes so the government wins this year maybe i'll make that 800 next year so it's like there's a time to be you know not I don't say overwhelmed, but there's a time to take business seriously. And that's mm-hmm. when your business generates, you know, revenue worthy of, you know, the, the foresight to oversee or maybe foresee these consequences as they do assume more risk, as you've assumed more risk in, in being a business owner and your business starts to, you know, if you have contractors or you have employees and it's like, okay, mm-hmm. now you want to step into maybe like a more business, a formal business role where consequences are a little bit heavier, but you know, like Killian said, some people you're reading change maker and you don't have a single point of sale anywhere on the internet. Yeah. It's like, then that was kind of the, the business idea was like, yo, let's just, let's just take it back to fucking schoolyard rules. Let's just bring this back to the sandbox. Like it doesn't have to be that complicated yet. And, and I think that was the, the whole point. It was like, let's just take these first couple of steps. And then like you said, is, do you have the attrition to last long enough to actually have to try and make it in business? It's like, if you can't get out of the sandbox, it's like, you're not going to make it in the long term. So don't have these conversations that, that at your certain moment or at your moment in time where your business is are too far afield to even matter. Right. And I think that that stifles people out of the gate and it gets them to the point where they never make that first step. And I think like to that point as well, it's like this idea of another like anxiety kind of ridden idea is this idea of competition. Right. And, and I get in this conversation more often than not with people where they're like, I'm going to do it, but I'm going to do it when I know that my product is better than the next guy's product, or I, you know, I'm going to wait till it's perfect, or I'm going to do this, or like, dude, if I hear one poor person message me and say that everybody is selling fitness on Instagram, so they're going to go to LinkedIn, I will physically fly out and choke that motherfucker. Like, why would you not go to the place where everybody's selling the thing that you're trying to sell? Why would you go to a place where they're not doing it? No one's interested over there. And this is, the, I guess this is the point, right? Like, you know, it, and this is like, I mean, this is what I was trying to get out at the start. You know, like I te- we teach something called brand. Now, brand is this thing and, and it's, there's two sides to brand, right? And there's, and, or it can be seen in two different ways. Mm. For me, brand is like, hey, go away, sit in a room by yourself for a fucking two days and understand what you believe in, right? Yeah. The other side of brand is, oh, like I need to get my fucking color scheme right. And then like my logo needs to look good. And then like, you know, I need to figure out like what my, you know, like, and it's all this fucking shit that at the end of the day means fucking sweet fuck all in the grand scheme of things because people buy what you're selling psychologically, right? And what you're selling psychologically is your belief system around what you do. And it's like, there's like, and this is the kind of the, 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 
you know, like, honestly, it's like when we teach brand in any of our courses, like the first thing is, is like, Hey, what do you believe in? Or the first question that I'll ask someone is like, Hey, tell me, tell me about what your belief system is around what you do. Your biggest, your, you know, your four, your, your three core beliefs, or, you know, tell me, um, the psychological reason that your product or your service actually matters, you know, what, what you do actually matters to an individual. Right. And it's like, you ask that question to 90% of people who are in business. Right. And it's like, mm. I don't know. And I don't know means I don't want to fucking look. Right. And that's the point is like spending time with yourself and understanding yourself and putting yourself, like you talked about risk. It's like, <laughs> I didn't know I was taking risks you know, the whole time I was taking risks because I just was doing what I had to do to fucking survive. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, now I'm like, yeah, cool. Like I've got some money in the bank. I've got, you know, like I've got a fucking people that can help me out and can, you know, a team. And it's like, so now it's like, I'm not like, this is risk. This is like fucking luxury, but it's like, you got to go through that point. And it's like, the hardest thing is that, you know, business, especially right. Business in, I don't, I don't even think it's just the fitness industry. The more that I kind of am expanding outside of the fitness industry, this is in general, but business at the start, you know, is sold as something that it needs to be perfect. And this is from like the gurus and all everything, you know, everybody out there that's selling that they have this perfect potion, right. Or this perfect step-by-step. Yeah. Like, you know, it's preying on the vulnerable, but for the people that aren't ready to, you know, pay someone a lot of money or don't have the revenue there to, to hire somebody. The message it's sending is that you've got to have this perfect product, this perfect service, right? Before you can start selling it. And inevitably that's like so far from the fucking truth. You just got to be like somewhat of a good fucking person and know a little bit about what you do and people will pay you enough for it. If you work hard enough for it, you know, like, and, well, that's the hard part, right? Like, you know, and hanging out with this kid, it's definitely resonated more and more where it's like, don't tell me your beliefs. Yeah. Right? Show like, me. Don't tell me your beliefs. Show me. Show me what you do. Like, don't go in a room for three days and write down your values. I don't, I don't give a fuck because you guess what? You could write down your values and I could put a gun to your head and I could watch each one of those values fall away. 100%. Right? And then, but there's a few guys like this dude, like you, it's like, you know, my, if someone put a gun on me, not a doubt in my mind, this guy would just fucking cold clock him. You the same. Right? So it's, and that's the hard part, right? And that's what these books, these, change maker this i don't want to pick on like variety or anything obviously like no, he's the good. goat but it's like that's where the that's where the market is going and it's like dude i remember watching you ever watch wedding crashers yeah and when at the end of the movie like the the relationship sort of the friendship falls apart and the, he goes to owen wilson's place he's not having a great time and he tells him that him and the redhead chick are getting married yeah and then all of a sudden owen wilson just like gets all pissed off and he goes i'm reading don't kill yourself books and that was funny then because yeah. no one read those books now everyone's reading don't kill yourself books yeah and it's just like you know who doesn't read don't kill yourself books people who kill themselves correct right so it's like don't tell me what you're about mm -hmm. i'm so and i don't want to say jaded and i don't want to say like i'm tired of it because i think people just don't know where else to grasp and that's mm -hmm. where the inaction comes and to your point that's where the risk is like you know why i didn't know what risk I was taking because I wasn't taking the time to sit back and fucking calculate it because I didn't have the goddamn time because I was too busy doing shit. Right. So it's just, I, I think people get so inundated with like social media in this, in this, uh, in this voyeuristic way in the way people run their business that they don't actually see that the, the simple act of just doing it is how to run a business. 
Right. I think that's like, that's for me where, you know, like I'll get on calls with people about their business or mentor people about their business. And I'll literally tell them every single detail of what I do and why I do it when I do it, because competition doesn't exist because of what you said, trainer. It's like, I'm going to do this longer than anybody will ever do this. I know that I would Mm -hmm. literally do this longer than anybody else has the energy to do this because you didn't realize what risk you were taking. Shallow didn't realize what risk he was taking. I don't even know if I'm taking risks because I think we've all calibrated for a greater risk than making a post on the internet. And at the end of the day, 99% of people who don't like what I do or foresee something wrong with what I do will not show up where I live. And that could quite possibly be the only thing I'm risking. Well, and that's that that's your blue water, right? Yeah. Like your blue water market is not in LinkedIn or like, oh, I got to get on parlor. Yeah. What do you think of clubhouse? Don't give a fuck, man. Yeah. Cause like clubhouse is full of a bunch of people who don't know what, like not even know, don't know what they're doing, but don't know why they're doing it in the first place. The idea of clubhouse bothers me in the fact that it's a bunch of people that are like, it's like a giant info orgy of people just going. It's like eyes wide shut, but for nerds, it's like <laughs> people just going into different rooms with their cock out and a mask on, hiding who they really are, and then going, "Ah, oh, this room's not for me. I'm gonna hop in the another room." It's like, no, man. There's no, there's no skin in the game there. Right. Get the fuck off of there. You want to talk? Give me some cash. Yeah, and that's. I mean, and I think that's kind of what the initial point was about. Is like where, like people trying to find blue water markets. Yeah. It's like. You, you got your eyes closed and you don't know where you are. So yeah. it's like, how can you know what direction to go? It's like, it's one thing to use a blue water analogy in the ocean where it's like buoyancy will calibrate up and down. And yeah. it's like, you're trying to find a blue water market in space. Yeah. Or it's like, you got to find a planet with water first to find blue water, man. And it's like, they're just, they don't know up and down. They don't know the ear hole from their asshole. And like, they don't know why they're doing what they're doing or they're driven by the wrong motivations and their actions are representative of a, a poor value system that will land them smack dab in the middle of that competitive marketplace, no matter what platform they decide to go on. It's like the blue water is just doing whatever the fuck you want kind of thing. Like no one else, I don't know, no, no one else necessarily does what we do, how we do it. And we don't know how that is because it's just, we don't know any other way to do it, which that's a hard thing to like, that's an intangible that you don't necessarily teach, but you just give people the confidence to find in themselves. If that, I mean, that's kind of like a corny way to look at it, but that's 100% what it is to me anyways. And that's where you find the blue water in your market is when like, you know where the fuck you are. Like you got your boots in the ground. Now it's time to put your head in the sky. I think there's like a massive connection there between, you know, uh, identity and confidence, right? Like it's like uh, cr- trying to create an identity that you think someone else will fucking, um, uh, what's the right word you know having an identity that someone else is going to uh, recognize and and kind of uh fucking i'm trying to find the right word but basically it's like you're never going to build confidence if you're building an identity that isn't true to yourself in a sense and it's like i think that's like a lot of what business teachings tries to do it's like create an identity that you know is someone else is going to that's going to fulfill the need of somebody else instead of fulfilling your your own needs first and and kind of create and just being you and like i think like that it's like people lack confidence so much because they're not just being themselves and like and that's what stops their action you know like i didn't fucking you know like i honestly built a business to fucking six figures before Instagram was around, like before I even had a fucking Instagram, like, and that was like that for me, that's like, cool. Cause like my identity was me. It was like, you know, I was just being myself. So like, you know, I don't know whether I would say it's lucky, but you know, I built confidence in my ability to do what I did 
without having to build an identity that wasn't outside of myself for the recognition from other people. And I feel like a lot of the time that is what holds a lot of people back, right? It's like, you know, and this is like Instagram, it's not a problem, but it's just like, you know, your ability to be true to yourself, even on Instagram is your, that is what directly correlates to how much confidence you can build because eventually, like you guys say, right? It's like somebody's, there's going to come a time when you're challenged or when, you know, something goes wrong. And if that identity is built around something that is not true to yourself, then you're, you're going to have to fucking lie or you're going to have to fucking try to uphold that. And because it's not, you know, necessarily aligned, like for me, like that's kind of what creates that power to drive through, you know, in a sense, like, so I just feel like it's, you know, that's one thing that holds a lot of people back. Well, I think so many of the ideas are so antiquated, right? Like we try and we try and solve digital problems with analog solutions. And it's like, it's also a scaling problem as well. When we kind of look at it, like through this lens of professionalism and, you know, you try and remove and whitewash the candor and you whitewash and you remove the political correctness. And all of a sudden everyone just sort of ends this homogenous mess on the, on the internet where it's like, look, different styles of governments work when countries are different sizes, mm -hmm. right? Like my house growing up, dictatorship. 100%. Louise Shallow ruled with an iron fist. That works. Why? Because there's four people that lived in the house, Yeah. right? Larger scale country, Canada, democracy is the worst form of government, but it's the West best one we got, right? Singapore, they do okay, right? Why? Because it's a small island and no one's going anywhere. Someone yeah. spits gum on the ground. All right, we're going to string them up Friday at noon, right? So it's like, you got to understand, look, if I was, you know, if I wanted to build a monolithic business that was just had a bloated infrastructure that was micromanaged from top to bottom, and I wanted to like chop into my margins that way and do that, absolutely, I would whitewash. I would. I don't want to get canceled because some someone on a on a on a help desk somewhere answering some one of my phones for my company says some dumb shit like this guy not getting on the phone without a script 100 if i run this huge business 100 but it's that should like, be a tv show oh, Killian Killian working answering. At, call at the fuck do you want yeah yeah i got problems too asshole but it's <laughs> like help center but i think that's where people get lost is like they look at like nike and amazon and apple it's like what are we doing we're selling shit on the internet like i'm selling stuff on social media so I think they try and, and those systems are evolving past, but like, we're not general electric. Yeah. Like, what are we, what are we doing with this idea that, you know, everything's got to be scripted and like, you know, kind of one of the things we kind of made fun of was like, Oh, every third post is like a tile with text yeah. on it. It's like, I can understand if you're hitting a brand page like Puma, yeah. you're hitting a brand page like Adidas and they have this formatting to it. Cause it's gotta be systematic. Right. No one really knows who like heads up Puma or Adidas. Like there's these faceless companies, but in this sort of, you know, in this like master class, you know, peripheral education, uh, uh, you know, new ecosystem that we all sort of work in. It's like you are the business. So it's like you better figure out who you are. Just like if you're going to scale a huge company, it's like you better figure out what your scripts are. Right. But if people are like they want to have revenue like a big gym franchise so they literally take all of the value proposition of being this sole proprietor entrepreneur and they try and like deceive into in an attempt to achieve this big sense. Like you'll never get there, man. Like, yeah, if you have 500 employees and you got a few things and it's like, yeah, your front desk, maybe you have a thing where you pick up, oh, it's a great day, good life. Right. But until that point, someone DMs you, 
this guy will absolutely give you his home address. And yeah. if you fuck with him, you go to his front door and he'll beat the shit out of you because that's the brand, right? Yeah, and I, I think it's like you make a good point there. Like people look at Nike, they look at Puma, they look at these big brands and the the way that they deliver their message, which might be, you know, very coded and, and calibrated. But it's as much as you may be aware of the message they're giving, it's a subliminal signal for a high opportunity purchase. Like you're going to see Nike every day in a very subliminal very basic way. You're going to see Apple in a subliminal basic way because you're going to have a high opportunity of purchasing into one of those two companies. I'm always going to be getting a pair of shoes. I'm always going to be getting a phone. Subliminally, Apple has arrived in my mind. But we work in an industry that isn't high opportunity. I can't be subliminal. I need to be obtuse. I need to be almost like polarizing, polarizing in a way because I have a very short window of opportunity to get that purchase. So mm-hmm. I need to make sure when you see me that you stop. I don't need to show up all the time. I don't need to blend in. I don't need to be the same. I need to show up in a big way because I have five seconds for you to make up your mind before you close Instagram. Nike has how many hours and days and years of your time? They don't have to be obvious. They have to show up low-key branded in a movie. And then the next time you go to the store, you're like, I think I'm going to pick up Nike. But that's not me. I have five seconds for you to see me, click, make a purchase. Mm-hmm. So you can't show up in this guided scripted way because that's oftentimes a very subliminal mechanism of delivery yeah and i think too you gotta like you need to build touch points correct and that's what people don't realize and like having having valuable touch points like i was talking uh with rob uh, the ceo f45 he's like when he was in the heyday of closing like 300 f45 locations a week animal dude this guy i mean i don't want to out rob on the podcast but he was telling me he was closing franchise deals for 125K in the DM. He goes, one Sunday, sold 20 franchises. Do the math. Guy pulled like over 2 million in yeah. the DM, right? But it's like, because at that point, he goes, you know, we, were, we had a lot of touch points. I was like, I didn't know what that meant. It's like, we had fucking park benches. We had sky riders. Yeah. We had Marky Mark. Like, so someone drove by an F45. It was like you said, like Nike, there's that subliminal priming to make purchase mm-hmm. where it's like, you know, and this is where understanding your point of sale, understanding like where your sales are coming from. And this is a this is a business thing over time. But if you don't accumulate touch points, you know, by doing podcasts or creating content or just going Correct. out into the fucking world. So be like, you want to be like, oh, how do I grow a business? Like, oh, it's great. Alienate every relationship you've ever had. Say goodbye to any yeah. loved one. Pack a bag bankroll yourself just enough to make it on the next flight to the next group of dusty powerlifters that'll pay you enough sleep on the floor of fucking converted old moss turn hostels in the middle east get get rubbed down by the fucking you know uh like israeli terrorist groups and shit and then yeah that'll probably be a good way to accelerate it oh you don't want to do that all right well you just lost a lot of touch points yeah. now your instagram posts don't carry much weight so when you do have that five seconds of like swipe up or hey this is for sale or opening up for two more clients they go yeah no i saw this guy or my buddy knows this guy yeah or i've seen this guy on this podcast i saw this guy on youtube and it's like all that stuff is just actionable it's just like yeah just say say yes say yes to the point where it's like you you need to figure out a way to systematize your time better so you can continue to say yes like i'm still at the point where i have a hard time saying no because me saying no is like "Eh, i'm probably still jerking off twice a day or something like that like I'm probably still not optimizing my time. Yeah. So I think that's a big thing is like being able to just do things in an actual way that build the touch points so that you can, you know, have this, Hey guys, I'm putting up this. We have the next semester going out. We have this. And I was like, yeah. Oh fuck, man, this guy's actually doing a thing. Sweet. I want it. 
right? But people right. look, they, people try and think they're running Nike or Puma and they're, they're not as subliminal as they think. Yeah. And, and like, you know, I want to bring this like, again, kind of full circle and we, we've mentioned brand a few times, but another element of brand that, and again, I like it, don't like to, cause brand, like you think of brand and like, you know, you can look at it in the Nike sense, like you mentioned kill, mm. but it's like, you know, brand for me is literally creating mental structures and it's done through those touch points. Right. And mm-hmm. it's like, you know, continuously creating these mental structures so that future marketing is more effective. And it's like, you know, your podcasting, anything that kind of nurtures somebody and gives them that touch point. Um, and again, that, you know, what, how effective that's going to, is going to be comes from, uh, you know, like we said, doing that work on yourself and like having that belief system and then reiterating that over and over again. And then, you know, you do that through those touch points. And then, you know, when you do kind of show people what exactly you do, um, it makes that more effective, right? And it's like uh, a lot of the time, if you just really dial it down to that basic form, like don't worry about your colors, don't worry about this fucking crazy logo, like anything like that. Like at the end of the day, create these touch points, keep doing the work on yourself, have skin in the game, make sure that there's, there's risk there for you because that's where you're going to get the best out of yourself and then just keep iterating over time and then understand you, you'll get a better, like not taking action is one of the worst things you can do because what taking action, the consequence of taking action is iteration, right? It's like I can iterate based on, you know, how whatever I was doing, um, how that went and, and the response and these kind of things. And that will always, I can always change and, and uh, optimize what I do in the next moment. Right. And it's like, you know, because the, I, I've said this for years, right. And this is something that I will continuously tell myself, I would rather make 52 mistakes a year than four, because if I'm only making four, right, they're going to be pretty fucking big. Right. Whereas if I'm making 52, it means I'm taking action. Right? And it's like, just like this metaphor for like, make sure that you act quick and you just keep fucking putting yourself in positions where they're, you know, it's high risk, right. But also you're just taking action. And it's just for that reason, because I want to learn quickly because the, the you know, and I want to fucking make sure that if I do something wrong, it's hit me in the face fucking tomorrow. Yeah. I think it's, I think like you mentioning iteration is good as well. Right. Like people, if we like see iterations of things, you don't see iterations of products that fail in the public eye. Like you ever see a movie that's supposed to have a sequel? Like, oh, that movie, that's, that's set up for a sequel and it bombs and then sequel never comes out. No iteration because it failed in the public eye, but it arrived in the public eye. You see, there's like, what is that? The Air Max 1, the Air Max 95, the Air Max 720S. It just keeps going Air Max after Air Max after Air Max because that shoe entered the public eye and saw iteration again and again and again. And And that's for people like thinking about brand. And like you said, if you have to go away and sit with yourself, I think the first thing you need to understand is, are you yet an iteration of yourself? Have you made yourself present to the public eye? Because if you are the single iteration of yourself, when you begin a business on the internet, you're in your infancy. And at least to understand that and to go, I am not yet a product. If like you had said, I'm not an iteration of it. So it's like, by the time I got onto fucking Instagram, I don't know. I was in nine years of iterations of myself. You know what I mean? I was a kid till the age of 14. I didn't speak unless I was spoken to. I went into many situations and never opened my mouth. And then I had a few brain injuries and I started opening my mouth a lot because I think something went wrong with my brain. (laughs) And then it's like, then I got into training people in a gym and 
every year I had probably 18 new clients for eight years. And that was 18 iterations of myself that showed up daily for eight years. I'm on the, it's like Rick and Morty. I live in a multiverse of probably who I am, right? What iteration of this is me? I don't know. It's like WandaVision. So in looking at that, like you're saying with iteration, like people need to show up in the public eye to become an iteration of themselves. And if you were only the first iteration of yourself in this industry, don't expect your expectations and intentions should not be based on the results of the success of your business, but on the iterations of your daily practice. And the iterations are what allow you to actually be able to prove your beliefs and value system, Correct. right? Like move. So one thing that I have two co-founders of two companies that I co-founded and they're both tech guys. And both of them said the same thing to me. It's like, look, man, what you're good at is moving fast and breaking shit. And it's like, we'll worry about everything else. You just go move fast and break shit. And that was like, and that's what I did prior to owning a business. And that Mm. was that to me, like, I didn't know it, but that's iteration. Yeah. Right. And then what that does is that allows you to solidify and prove to me what your value system is. Right. You get in like, I mean, like Killian with, with clients at good life. And when I was at, when I would work, you'd have a new client come in. It's like, you've never met this person before. Mm -hmm. Like I remember doing the the good life sales thing. It's like, you never met this person before. And in 10 minutes, you're going to ask him for $10,000. Yeah. Right. Or it's like you've, you know, what I had to get hands on as a Cairo. It's like I had a new person in my office every 15 minutes at one of my jobs. It was like, you got to iterate quickly. Well, this guy's a CEO. Oh, this guy's wife is the whatever. He's the, this guy's the janitor. It's yeah. like, who does, who, who can I be for this person that's also still me? Right. And I think the more you can iterate and the more mistakes you can make and the more you can test your value systems in real time the more you know the outer boundaries of of that pendulum shift of like, okay, what iteration do I need to be for this person? Yeah. Right. And I think at a certain point, you just put your line in the sand and go like, some people aren't my kind of people and I'm not some people's cup of tea, which is totally fine. Um, but I can tell you that I'm not because this is who, this is who I am. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things that people, that's the, one of the biggest fears and the biggest risks that people take is like being exposed for not really knowing where their value system is because they haven't really been in a situation where that value system has been tested. It's easy to sit there and fucking journal every morning and shit and write down like, I'm grateful for this and this and this and put on your fucking daily meditation app and yeah. your story. But then when stuff pops off, right, you're the first guy out of the room. It's like, well, good thing you did all those stoic daily post things. And you're the guy who's running out of the building, burning, building, burning, building first. So I think that at the very least, like that is the that's the only consequence you should fear is just not actually being able to iterate because then you're not you're losing time to figure out what your values are. And that yeah. is probably going to be the cornerstone of, of your brand. Yeah. And, and like something that you said before, like you said, like. I think like trying to manufacture this identity, like, you know, the reality is iteration comes from taking responsibility of what you did fucking wrong (laughs) more than anything. Right. And it's like sitting down and not, you know, like most people sit down and write five reasons why they're grateful. It's like, you know, I sit down and write five reasons why I was a fuckwit today. Right. And, and what I did wrong. And it's like five. Yeah. (laughs) Only five. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Well, like, you know, there's a hundred, right. And it's like PR. You know, that's the kind of, that's like, that's, and I think that's a, that's a lot of the difference, right? It's like sitting down and being able to take responsibility for the mistakes you made and like building, I don't know if enough, like, I don't want to use the word resilience, but like, I, I can't think of anything better at the moment, but it's like sitting down and like, you know, Jordan, we talk, we've talked about this many times. I think even on a podcast, it's like the internal consequence, right? A lot of the time, like that's the thing that people are just chucking to the side. 
they're not, you know, they're not actually a bit, and I don't know, you know, maybe it's an awareness thing, right? Like, you know, it could be an awareness thing, but it's like your ability to focus on internal consequences of the decisions that you made is what actually builds your resiliency or your resiliency and confidence in the future to continue to make those decisions because you start to see, uh, you know, the improvement and progress that you make when you do focus on those things. And I think like, you know, taking action, yes, but making sure like one thing for me, man, like, honestly has been like i would say honestly over the last six to 12 months first of all like hiring staff and and managing a team like this has been that's the biggest learning curve for me because it's like having to take responsibility for like not just your your decisions but other people's decisions as well and teach them how to take responsibility for those decisions and then understanding that each decision affects another person within the company affects the customers that you deal with and all of these kind of things like fuck man like that's been a step up into that next level where for me it's like taking responsibility for where the company is at instead of now just having to rely on myself like i've mastered that like i sit down every fucking day and like i said um there's a hundred reasons okay and 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 focusing on these internal consequences of my own decisions but then looking now at how my decisions affect my staff and then that affects our customers and and everything around it like my that has been my biggest learning curve this year and i think like if you bring that down to like a very basic form for everybody it's like you know just mastering focusing on those internal consequences for yourself on a daily basis like you know we see a lot of this shit around meditation i'm big on meditation right but nobody knows like nobody sees me meditate like because because it's i'm not meditating for the fucking sake that i can say i'm meditating for me that's my time and whether it's meditation or not i just sit there and i recognize my emotions and everything i'm feeling and then i start to fucking think about why am i feeling this way right and what and what decisions over the last week have made has started to make me feel this way and that's just my awareness of going okay you know this is not making you feel good right so start like okay how can i change that you know or at least be aware of that for future circumstances i think for me i don't know i'm so torn on the meditation thing because i've just had i've been on the receiving end of people who proclaim their best and when they're at their worst they're at their worst and not their best when you meditate it's when it's when you're about to scream at someone, that's when you should meditate, right? Like, cause it's like, it, what little good this does in the situation, right? I know plenty of people that meditate in the same way. I know plenty of people that go to church on Sunday morning. I know exactly yeah. where you were on Saturday night. I think like for me, like I'm less the guy who meditates and more that albino guy from Da Vinci code, just thrashing <laughs> himself naked at his bedside every <laughs> night. But you know, I, I, I th- but uh, no, like, I don't know. I don't, I don't fuck with meditation. Um, I've just been beat up too many times to do that. But uh, the way I look at it is, I don't know. Like I, me and Shell always talk about this. Like I got an exit plan. Like I know where I want to be on a specific date at a specific time. And every decision I make every day, regardless of how flighty I may seem, is measured against this, this exit plan. So every day I fucking go to bed, I just measure myself against like the, the clock on the wall and go, oh, fuck. And then like this morning, like every weekend, like every weekend I sit and my meditation is like strategizing against where I want to be. Like I never had nothing as a kid. My parents never really fucking pushed me to do anything. It was like anything I wanted to do. They were like, well, does it pay? Like, do you get a paycheck when you do that? And I was like, I don't really think this thing pays. And they're like, all right, well, don't do that. Do something else. There's something that, that, that you know you can get paid to do. That's how I ended up being car- fucking carpenter. But in looking at that, it's like, I've never looked at anything I've ever wanted and ever thought to myself, I can't have that. 
like I was driving through this really expensive neighborhood in Toronto yesterday. Like for those of you who are from Toronto, like High Park, Ronson's Valley, I was looking at these fucking houses and I was with somebody and I went, that, that house would be fucking sick to live in. And they're like, that would be a nice house. And I was like, yeah, I think I'll buy it. And they're like, you don't have any money to buy that. I was like, no, no, not today. I was like, I'll get that. I was mm. like, I don't know. I was like, I bet you 10 years I'll get that place. And they're like, what? And I was like, yeah, I was like, if I ever tell myself looking at something that it's not possible, it's not demotivating. It's just not, again, giving myself the opportunity for risk. I've never looked at my at something and gone, I can't have it because it's telling me that I don't have to do the work to at least attempt it. And everybody that looks at something and goes, no, nah, I couldn't achieve that. That's just an excuse to not try. Like I just look at shit all the time and I go like, I'm going to buy that. I'm going to buy that on Friday. I think that's your, that's your most severe internal consequence. 100%. Is like your parents going, you're not trying. Oh dude, right? that's all it's ever been. Like, I would get bad grades in certain classes and fucking crazy grades in others. And they would just go like, why'd you get that grade? And I'd be like, I just didn't get it. They're like, did you not get it? Or did you not try? And sometimes I didn't try and I would get the shit kicked out of me. Right. But it's like other times I'd be like, no, I honestly don't get that. And they're like, cool. Don't spend any energy on that. But that other course, you got 87 and that could have easily been more than 90, but we know you fucked around. And I was like, yeah, you got it. And I think it's like kind of like doubles back to your point, Kyle, about like internal consequence. One of the things that, like when Kyle and I first met and when we started, like when I was going over to Australia, we were doing systems of synergy. I forget the context. I think we were pretty ripped on Adderall and we were in the coffee shop in Melbourne. And it was something to the effect like, dude, of like, oh, dude, I went to that coffee shop yeah. on Friday and <laughs> I was just like the whole time I'm just sitting there. I'm like, not the same. Yeah, no, so, like, it was... It's on the other side of town. And I was like, we, it's, we, I was checking out, um, another lease like yeah. to thing and, I was, and i'm like fuck i'm gonna i need a coffee shop and i'm like fuck i ended up in that same coffee shop and i was so good. fucking laughing well it's one of the things you told me there was like i forget the context but you're like i don't i don't lie to people because it makes them feel bad i lie to but i don't lie to people because it makes me feel, feel bad. bad and yeah. i was just like i'd never i've never heard like it's how i felt but i'd never had anyone articulate that before and just like that, how you like, it was selfish. And at the, if at the end result is positive, then I don't give a shit. Like it's yeah. your deal with like, uh, like being philanthropic, you're right. Yeah. So it's like, that's something that kind of stuck with me. Cause that is, that is a value that I, I am actionable on a day-to-day basis. Right. Like, like um, anytime I meet someone and I, there's an omission, I'm like, Oh shit. I didn't tell this person about this crazy thing. I do like, as like kind of off the rack but like if i meet a girl it's like i am completely upfront with all of the weird stuff i do it's like i wake up in the, some mornings these are the drugs i do these are the drugs i don't do and it's like oh shit i totally forgot i do this other stuff too because it's like i and it's i'm just doing it for me like i'm not really doing it to like let anyone else know because and then when i get it all i'm like oh, okay that's better and i always think of that i always think of you saying that because that for me is such an internal consequence and it's visceral like you feel it like if i were to ever be deceitful and not rectify the issue as quickly as possible i would like i wouldn't feel good like not that i'd be like sad i would like physically feel ill like i wouldn't be able to eat so it's it, and i think that's where people lack the awareness like some people might do it not know why like i don't feel like it like oh yeah now i'm good i'm i have to think of it. it was entirely because yeah. of like they essentially betrayed themselves and their mm-hmm. bodies like hey alarm system i don't know how to tell you but this isn't a good thing for you so yeah that was something that the calibrating for internal consequence i think is something that comes with awareness however you find awareness whether it's meditation whether it's 
you know, whether it's sitting down yeah. on the weekend strategizing against, against your objective outcome. But uh, yeah, it's something that I think a lot of people lack. And when you get that, that's like your North star. That's where it's like, whatever the consequence of whatever I do, as long as it's set to my compass is set to this good or bad, it was what's supposed to happen. And then it, that just frees up so much time. Yeah. And like, you know, it, the, the kind of quote, like I read a book called power versus force, and this is what kind of started all this for me. It's fucking man. Like it's the OG book for me. I read it over and over again. Because the guy it, that wrote letting go. Right? Yeah, exactly. Same guy. Right. And it's like power is, I mean, I don't know if this is scientifically fucking there, but I don't fucking care because it gives me it's, but he goes power is internal forces external. Right. So it's like, you know, power is generated internally, um, you know, on, on, on the human level and, and forces external. So it's like, it's kind of that con that concept that sticks in my head. It's like, you know, if I'm lying to like, you know, um, you know, if I lie to Susan, and this is the way most people minds work. If I lie to Susan, Susan might get angry at me, but it's like, mm -hmm. no, no. If I lie to Susan, how does that affect me internally? You know, and then the, the problem that I see, right, is that most people will rationalize the lie, right? It's like they'll tell themselves why it's okay. And and the lie is just like a, an example, but it's like most people rationalize why they don't do and why they don't stand up for what they believe in and and kind of fucking and and go hard at, at all those things. It's like, yeah, you know, like, no, I can't do that because, you know, like I did this or, you know, I've got it, you know, no, no, no. Like I've got it tough, you know? And it's like that rationalization. And I don't doubt that that happens, but it's like, it's the actual concept or the, the fact that you're rationalizing it, that's actually holding you back. And like, that's the, that's the thing for me. It's like, you know, again, the meditation, like I don't meditate because I can say I can meditate. I meditate because, mm -hmm that's what gave me my awareness of my internal consequence. And it, you know, that's the way I learned how to do it. So now it's like, that's the way I do it. It's like, that's the time I spend like you Killian, right? Like you just yeah. sit there at the end of the day. It's like, whether it's meditation or not, it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. Like the goal isn't to meditate. The goal is to have awareness. Right. And it's like, I think that's the thing. A lot of people, like you said, it's like when you've got a gun to your head, like that's when it fucking matters, right? When there's, when shit's hitting the fan, when it's not going your way, when you're in a high pressure situation, you know, who are you on your worst day? Uh, and are you aware of it? Like I fuck, sometimes I don't, I'm not a hundred percent aligned. Like that's the fucking reality. But the, 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 the most important part of that is that I'm aware I'm not. So then I can progress and change in the future. And I think, you know, there's, like for anyone listening, right? Like the, the, the biggest thing that I've got out of this conversation is that like, just like, if you can be aware of, and I, this could be just emotional intelligence, but if you can be aware of why you are or are, are not doing something, right? Then that is the key because that is where you can start to make those changes. And we talked about taking action, right? If you can start to understand and be aware of why you're not taking action, Mm -hmm. so that you can take action like that's a fucking big win if you can do that over and over again for the rest of your life you build like confidence like you know um we've talked about it it's like you know i i don't even know if i'm taking risks and i don't really fucking care because i'm doing what i love to do and i would do it every day for the rest of my life and if i fucking lose it all tomorrow i'll fucking keep going and keep doing what i'm doing and i'll know how to do it and 
And there's a confidence there that comes from taking action, making mistakes, and then being aware of those mistakes and knowing that you can get through it and you can deal with whatever consequences come your way and actually taking responsibility and accepting those consequences. Like that's the fucking game. Forget business, forget any of that. Like, yeah, we all teach something, right? Because that's what we do, but, and that's what we love to do. But at the end of the day, what we're all doing behind the scenes is just fucking learning from our mistakes, making them and taking responsibility for them and progressing. Yeah. Let's do shit. Yeah. Do shit. That's, I, I, I don't know if I could have wrapped it up better than that, but I think at the end of the day, like we talk about this all the time where it's, I don't know if what we like, what we sure. I think we all teach in in different capacities and, and albeit in similar realms, but I think the stuff we teach is not the curriculum. No, I think that's a conduit to pay, like, look at how these guys operate. Right. Because it's like, yeah, we teach fitness, but I don't teach fitness in lectures. Right. Like I teach fitness because I go out and I do the damn thing. Right. Because I've trained for 15 years and I've tried train people still like I still keep that skin in the game. So I think that is that's the intangible curriculum. Right. Like that's the that's the that's the platform nine and three quarters. But it's like, are you willing to run through the wall? Are you willing to see if you can get through or not? And it's like, that's what I really try and relay now is like. Yeah, this is 16 weeks where I got you for an hour. But while I got you and I'm putting slides up, I'm just going to inundate you with, I'm going to tell this through stories of me doing it rather than just slides of what it's about. It's like, that's useless. I'll t- uh, quadricep. Okay, well, I was working with this guy, blah, 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 blah. It's like, I don't, want, I don't care if you know the insertion, the origin, the quad. Yeah. I don't give a baker's fuck. What I, hopefully you take away from that is that that you can you too can go in a room with another person and you know do this thing yeah. right so i think that's 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 and more importantly tell the fucking story right because like that's like that, that that's the thing that you you're looking for right because that's when when you can tell the story you've that means you've you've had the ability to like that's that awareness right like you know what you did and you've you've kind of been able to c- create awareness around that and that means you can do it again or yeah. do it better the next time Hundred percent. Do shit. Goodness, yeah. I like it. I'm, I'm, I'm. I like it. I'm not. It's your thing. I'm gonna fucking leave it there. But I do. I, I may reference this. Uh, uh, you know, a few times over. So I hope it's not copyrighted. Oh, I don't even know how to do that. No. <laughs> oh yeah. You know what? That's one of those things, right? I'm like, I, I, you know, I see people copyright stuff, and I'm like, fuck. How do you actually do that? We got trademarks. I'll let you know. I know how to do it in real life. Yeah, you beat the shit out of people. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. I want to say a big thanks for coming on. Yeah, for sure. um, as always, I'm fucking spewing. Like, I want to get over there um, and, and kind of travel. That's the one thing that is fucking annoying me at the moment is just the ability to, to get overseas and, and kind of travel. Um, so hopefully, hopefully not in the, the too distant future, we can maybe do one yeah, in man. person. But... Uh, Big thanks for coming on. And um, if you guys, what, what do you guys got coming up? Skill acquisition. Uh, yes. Skill acquisition. Uh, the intake is now open for the second semester starting March 29th. So skill acquisition covers um, a thought process that you can pull from the L1 course from Prescript directly into your programming and management of clients. And you could definitely take the same principles and apply them to your business if you wanted to. Yeah, Amen. so skill acquisition, sign up, prescript.com, semester goes live, 29th, six weeks. Um, yeah, 
pace out too? Uh, yeah, so for the level one coaches, level two will be up in the next couple of weeks. Um, yeah, that's that's all I'm going to say about that. All right, cool. <laughs> Exciting stuff. All right, guys, as I said, that big thanks for coming on, and uh, we'll do it again sometime soon. Good to see you, brother. I just want to say a big thank you for tuning into this week's episode of the show. Uh, if you enjoyed the episode, make sure you hit the subscribe button. Uh, feel free to share us, share the episode with your friends and family, and feel free to leave us a review as well. Uh, you know, we all the support that we get for the for the show, and especially now that we've revamped it, uh, we're trying to bring something that's got a little bit more value. It's definitely appreciated. And if you have a question uh, for strategy sessions next week, you want us to take a bit of a deep dive and help you work through some of the roadblocks in your business, or you just want some help creating some winning strategy, you can shoot me an email at kyle at elitevitalitycoaching.com. But I'll leave it there. Until next week, stay safe, stay, safe, stay healthy, uh, and I'll see you on the other side.